Thanks, thanks everyone for coming and thanks uh, to Ivar and colleagues for, for inviting us. Um, it's, it's, we are, um, we've been working on this project for about a year and a half in terms of from the very beginnings of loose conversations going on to something a bit more concrete and working on what we're going to go forward, how we're going to go forward, but it's um, it, it, inevitably there are frustrations in terms of the pace at which we can move um, largely because of access to funding and things like that. So a lot of what we will talk about will be speculative or rather forward-looking about what is proposed as opposed to what has what has happened thus far. But, um, but hopefully that will be um, give us some people thought anyway. Um, I think we're going to tag team this much like you guys did. So, so I'm going to start and then I'll hand over to, uh, uh, to Shahe. Um, so yeah, so we're looking at um, securing Syria's academic knowledge and industrial future. Um, really, this is in uh, against the backdrop, backdrop in which um, Syrian higher education has been has been decimated. So uh, physically, infrastructurally, um, uh, socially. So um, th there's a need to uh, to work towards finding ways to secure this knowledge base in. Uh, in exile outside of Syria, for um, w with a view to the to the future, um, uh, Shahar and I met um, through the Council for At Risk Academics um, Syria program, um, and so I'm going to start by giving a kind of overview of that because I think that sets the context for for um, for, for the uh, for how this work came about. Um, there we go. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, CARA is a um, CARA is the latest. It's an acronym, Council for At-Risk Academics. Um, it's it's not always had that same name, but it, it, as there's a continuity within the institution stretching back to about 1933. Um, it's a, a UK-based NGO that um, works to uh, support academics at risk, whether um, through from conflict or, or other forms of persecution. Um, and it's supported by the Scholars at Risk UK Universities Network of 117 universities who provide uh, funding, um, uh, in-kind support, um, and, and, and uh, in addition to, uh, to other, other funding sources for specific projects and, and individual donors as well. Um, CARA is, is well-placed to operate in uh, conflict and, and post-conflict spaces because of its explicit neutrality that allows... Um, allows CARA to, to, to work on strictly capacity building projects um, and, 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 and that's what and the Syria program is, is one such uh, instance of that. Oh I should say as well sorry um, we are um, we've changed the slides a bit to those in your handouts so there will be some divergences I hope the slides are still we, we basically made them less text heavy so Hopefully, the ones in the uh, in the pack will still be still be useful. Um, yeah. So sorry. Yeah. Um, so Cara, so the, the the traditional way that Cara has worked is providing is trying to uh, find uh, visiting placements for um, individual academics in either UK or other European countries um, to uh, and and very much working with individuals who contact Cara on a self nomination basis. Um, and that's and in, in, that that is still taking place in the, in the Syrian context, but due to the scale of the of 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 the um, of the, the number of um, applications Cara has received, 
Um, in 2012, CARA decided to um, take a different strategy and have a, a, a regional um, in-situ um, based project, which was the, the beginnings of the, the Syria program that, um, Cara, uh, that uh, Shahar and I work on. Um, and it was originally intended to support Syrian academics in exile in, in Jordan, Turkey, and, uh, and Lebanon. Um, as it, the, it, I think due to issues of access and, um, and, 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 and other things, it's, it's mainly focusing on, on the community in Turkey at the moment. So there are um, communities in Jordan and Lebanon registered on the program, but the majority of the um, regional uh, work we're doing is, is in Turkey. Um, and there are 160, uh, around 160 academics uh, registered on the Syria program. And um, following a, a consultation in 2016, which was um, really trying to uh, get a sense of what the um, what the strategic areas should be and what and what the needs of the of the community um, communities were, um, there were four four strands were, were established. The first being English for academic purposes. Um, this was seen, um, this arose in the consultation as a, as a, a priority for being able to engage with, um, with the international academic community. There's a sense that they, they, they were cut off and that this would be um, a, a way of re-engaging. And the other was the rather obliquely titled academic skills development, which is, what, um, uh, which is, which is the, um, the strand that I came, came to be involved in. And that's how uh, Shahar and I met. Um, and the majority, uh, and the, the idea of academic skills development, we, we were presented with this theme, and then um, the idea was we would we would provide a, we would devise a program of uh, capacity building activities that would meet this theme. Um, and just thinking about what um, Michael and Jeremy said earlier about the the um, the nature of the scholarship around the area of academic development, and most of us working on, on this strand are academic developers at, at different universities um, in the UK, is just how, um, how lacking in, um, well, how, how much of a bias towards um, Global North resource-rich institutional context there is in, in that literature and, and the wider resource base and how much of the resources that we would normally draw upon in academic uh, development work within UK universities um, it, it, it woven into the, the literature and the resources is the, these assumptions of um, standardised, broadly standardised resourcing, um, bureaucracies, structures within the universities and things like that, which actually when you, um, are not germane to uh, the experiences of our Syrian colleagues at all. Um, so one of the, the, the uh, large challenges associated with that is having to try and um, it's, it's forced us to think about um, how we can um, address this issue in a pragmatic sense, in the in the immediate sense of, of the work we're doing on the program, but also highlighted this this larger um, problem. Um, and then the um, research incubation visits is another is another strand where um, I suppose based on the earlier. Um, strategy of bringing uh, individuals to uh, to the UK or European universities to, to stay usually for a, for a long period of time. These are shorter visits of about four to eight weeks for those who are um, able to um, able to travel. And the final is the, the final strand is um, small research projects of topics of relevance to, to Syria. 
And there was an open call um, funding by the um, Open Society Foundation for small projects on, on, on this basis, which um, Shaho uh, made an application to and was successful. So that's the, that's the beginnings of our very modest funding to, 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 to start um, building on the project that we're going to talk about um, today. Um, in terms of the, the, the mechanics of the, of the Syria program, there is a, a dedicated online space hosted by uh, Sheffield University. Um, everybody participating in the program has a, a profile, rather like a social media profile, and that's used as a, uh, in theory, as a networking space. And um, Adobe Connect is, the, the, the um, webinars and other activities that take place via Adobe Connect are, can, can be accessed through that, through that space. Um, and we have quarterly residential workshops in, in, in Istanbul, which um, I think you, you're both going on the next one, is that right? Or yeah. is it just, just you, Michael? Yeah. Um, and these are themed around um, a lot of what we do on these workshops, or what we've done hitherto, is um, group process work to, um, to try and get a sense of, um, do some uh, needs analysis. And then, and, then, and then also subsequently respond to them in a kind of iterative action research uh, framework. Um, and so, so these quarterly um, residential events, are, we usually have a team of um, about four or five academics who will devise a, um, a program of workshops over the course of that, of that period. The first three days of which will be English for academic purposes focused in the second half. Um, academic skill development, although in the past two workshops these two strands have become much more enmeshed and that's, we've, just, we've found that's a much more effective way of doing things. So I think going forward that will be um, something that happens more and more. Um, we also in, in, engage in collaborative research projects. I think the, the, um, one of the things that happens on these, on these uh, workshops, both within the formal sessions and also in the more uh, more holistically with just being in this residential context is that um, ideas are shared and projects take shape and I think after about a year now we're starting to see um, the results of that with these crystallized uh, interest groups and things like that which is which has happened cumulatively but I think we're at a point now where we're starting to see um, see things happening and the other aspect of, of, of the Syria program is the informal networking that's happened organically on WhatsApp, Skype, and, and Facebook. And as I was talking to colleagues um, this morning, this actually has kind of, in many places, usurped the kind of formal infrastructure that was put in place just because it's so much more intuitive. Um, it's, um, it's become the kind of, it, it, it's the thing people naturally use. And it's the way that we communicate. It's the way that we build um, community through this, and um, and we'll talk more about that later. I think in in, in terms of the wider picture of it, um, and there are we have participants from um, several UK universities thus far: um, Kent, Reading, Edinburgh, Sheffield, Queen Mary's, Middlesex, South Wales, Cardiff, and Newcastle universities have all um, participated either through um, providing administrative or um, resource support or um, through academics taking part in either webinars or, or residential workshops. Um, I think that's me, Shahan, for now. Um, so I'm going to hand over to, uh, to Shahan. Yeah, thank you, John, for this nice uh, introduction. Uh, really, I want to say that I'm happy to be here uh, between you 
to share you our thoughts about how to use uh, online environment or online techniques uh, not only as a higher education uh, tools but also as a humanitarian uh, 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 how to say uh, interventions uh, also uh, also thanks for the previous uh, speakers uh, really I feel that I am uh, on the right uh, way uh, since I'm not a specialist in uh, education uh, my uh, background is agricultural engineers but I try really to to benefit from these techniques and uh, use it uh, uh, even in uh, bad conditions inside Syria, as you know. Yes, uh, as you know, uh, since more than seven years, uh, conflict started in Syria, and unfortunately until uh, now. This conflict, this war, uh, has damaged a lot of things inside, inside Syria, and I'm not believed that there are nothing... Uh, or anything not affected during this uh, uh, actually uh, humanitarian uh, disaster. One of the uh, most affected sectors, uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, higher education uh, system uh, for all, uh, how to say, aspects. I mean, uh, the academic staff, the students, and also the uh, infrastructures. Yeah, uh, just to, to have a, a small uh, or briefly idea about the higher education uh, system in Syria uh, uh, pre the crisis. Uh, actually, Syria's uh, education sector was relatively developed or recognized as developed uh, sector uh, in uh, Syria uh, prior this uh, current uh, crisis. Uh, for example, uh, 10,000 of uh, academics uh, were working in higher education uh, in different uh, uh, faculties, maybe mostly in two universities. Maybe you hear about them. Uh, Damascus University and Aleppo University is the two big uh, universities in, in Syria and the oldest uh, uh, ones, uh, actually. Uh, yeah, it's to, to say that uh, around 25% uh, of young people uh, are engaged in the higher uh, education. And here to mention that higher education is free for, uh, in Syria, free for all uh, people that they want to continue their uh, education. <coughs> yeah, uh, more than uh, uh, 350,000 uh, uh, students were enrolled in higher education uh, just before the uh, crisis. And this is a huge number uh, when we speak about uh, Syria, of course. Most of them, in, as I mentioned before, in Aleppo and uh, Damascus University. Uh, yeah, one of the futures of the uh, education, of higher education in Syria is uh, uh, known as uh, uh, theoretical uh, teaching system more than uh, practical uh, and regarding also the uh, expertise and uh, uh, how to say rel relating to the needs of the society 
there uh, was a gap uh, in, in, in this uh, aspect. Yeah. Uh, post the conflict, uh, or post 2011, where the conflict, the war uh, started, uh, as I mentioned uh, before, uh, the war uh, affected every uh, aspect in this uh, system. Uh, as you see here in this uh, picture, it is an exhibition at Aleppo University. This is the student residence in 2013. And I think you can imagine what happened uh, after this one. Uh, thousands of uh, academics uh, have to uh, flee, have to leave uh, the university, and uh, most of them also the country. In uh, neighboring countries, mostly in Lebanon, Jordan, and in Turkey. Uh, a lot of students, actually uh, 10,000 of the students, have also to stop their uh, study in the universities uh, for different uh, reasons. <coughs> and uh, as a result of uh, 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 destroying of the buildings, uh, the students uh, and uh, teachers sometimes have to continue uh, the uh, education uh, or to take their lectures uh, outside or uh, even under uh, alternative uh, buildings or instructions even in uh, the camps. And actually from here comes the idea how we can reach to these people in uh, alternative ways because the uh, classic or the normal education uh, tools it, it's it's not uh, working in in this uh, uh, in this uh, situation yeah uh, as a response for the uh, um, crisis is Tom yeah so really I, th I think yeah as as as, as Shahid said basically we were thinking about how higher education can, the, the role higher education can play in responding to, um, to the Syrian crisis more generally and, and, and as an extension of that what, what could be done on, on a smaller scale um, practically and, um, and, um, and, and this is really just to highlight that hitherto ed education uh, development in education is generally focused on uh, pre-tertiary education and, and higher education as a, as a um, Humanitarian concern is, has been less pronounced, and but there is a, a, a shift in this in this regard. I think that can be that can be um, can be discerned. Um, I think this this quote by Kirk and Sherman that higher education can act as a bridge between emergency response and sustainable um, development is is crucial here because um, this is thinking very much in terms of in terms of the future, but also as, so the kind of um, the, the long-term role it can play, but also in responding to um, acute issues, um, I, th I think it can it can play a dual role there. Um, but I, I, as I think when um, when Joe was speaking earlier, and someone um, threw up the issue of how how you um, how academic um, theorizing, I suppose, can can actually uh, and that interface between um, academic theory and um, theory building, and actually. Um, making an impact on the ground, I think, is is a challenge that's inherent to this as well. Actually, I think in 
um, in terms of that. Um, and really, I think I, I think what we're going to be talking about later is very much about that interface between um, society, um, learners, and um, and and academic knowledge, and and how those um, those channels are, are, are maximised. Um, yeah, I think um, Iraq can, can serve as, as a warning to where higher education was perhaps neglected in um, in, in in responses and um, very much cut off from the international academic community, which has long-term um, knock-on effects. So I think, and, and just going back again to the the reason why um, the, the Syria program works in the way it does is to try and as far as possible, build international um, collaborations and networks to, 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 to plug Syrian colleagues in um, so that this can we have this um, a more robust and international network to um, to support that recovery in due course and um, and so by supporting projects led by local academics can prevent structural dependency and, and, and that's a, that's an issue of sustainability as well um, I think that this is um, in contrast to the, um, the, the, the the intervention model of, of going in, building capacity, and, and getting out, and this kind of tri triumphalist approach, it, it's um, it, it's not going to work for, for many reasons, but not least because of the lack of of local uh, of situated knowledge, and this really is, is extremely pronounced in the case of agricultural engineering, where you're dealing with local climate, local soils, and things like that. It, to, 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 um, to sustain academic knowledge and um, in, in that context you, you, you ha it has to be led by, um, by local academic communities. So I think just to, this is just to, to, to focus on why, to, to say why we've chosen to focus on agricultural engineering education, well Shahar isn't an isn't, uh, agricultural engineer, that's the, the principal reason, but um, it's, uh, it's, it, it, the agricultural sector was, was, was um, is 65 percent of the Syrian population are employed in agriculture or, or related industries. So um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty high priority from an industrial perspective. Um, and higher education traditionally was a, was a, was a, was a main skills provider for, uh, for agriculture. Um, I don't think it was the largest faculty in, in the university was that was law, but it was it was the, the second largest faculty I think in the left yeah, university was one of the most largest faculties was agriculture and and, and, and among our um, uh, among the Syria program uh, cohort the largest um, group represented are agriculturalists. Um, so in terms of thinking in terms of what can be what can be done there's a there's a most obvious resource base there in in, in this area so it, it made sense to. Um, to focus on that. Um, owing to displacement, um, there's a lack of skilled agricultural engineers inside inside Syria, and um, knowledge specific to the Syrian context in terms of uh, you know uh, agricultural conditions um, isn't being sustained as a result. So there's a there's a, um, a de-skilling problem that's occurring within inside uh, Syria in that regard, um, and because of this the um, because of displacement and other reasons, there's, there's little knowledge share between scientific communities, academic communities, and um, agricultural workers on the ground. This is one of the main, the main uh, interfaces that has suffered. Um, so um, this, this also, you know, signals a need really to, uh, 
to um, of areas to focus on. Um, I think Shah is now going to talk about some of the um, pilot uh, events that have taken place that have um, given us uh, something to work on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, uh, during uh, two separated uh, projects, aid projects for to help the people inside Syria, was uh, one of them uh, uh, mushroom uh, production. But we uh, faced, uh, by implementation, uh, uh, project implementation, uh, that we don't have uh, skilled people inside uh, Syria. All the people that they have already uh, knowledge about how to produce mushroom, uh, they are freed uh, outside the, the, the country. And maybe you ask, why mushroom production? Uh, just briefly, <laughs> as information, uh, mushroom you can produce it even at, uh, at your uh, house in the in the room. It doesn't need uh, a field or, or so. It was also as uh, we th we thought as a protein resource for the people that they are uh, suffering from the food shortage and and and, and, and so on. Um, and then uh, yeah, uh, we don't uh, we didn't have uh, any option just only to teach the people from outside. I were in uh, Turkey and uh, therefore I did this, uh, to say, training uh, course to transfer, to provide uh, theoretical but also uh, a practical uh, knowledge. Because uh, the people before, uh, they don't have any idea about these this, this things. And this is what we also mean in the Syrian context uh, we, we, we mean uh, what we need uh, really now, not uh, before or maybe uh, what we need where, uh, after. Um, so um, I uh, prepared uh, a presentation. I sent this presentation to the people uh, before. Uh, the beneficiaries were students, agriculture engineers, even farmers or presentative from the uh, farmers. Uh, uh, yeah, essential uh, number of the participants were uh, women, and we will see uh, later. Uh, and then I tried to use as much as possible a lot of pictures that they explain what what they should uh, to do, and also uh, videos even from YouTube, any uh, uh, possible resource, uh, just to explain them really step by step what they should uh, do. As you see here from the preparing and how to. Uh, uh, manage uh, the production later and finally how to, uh, they uh, package the, 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 the production. Uh, here is to see that uh, technical assistance were provided after the training uh, course and uh, by using very simple uh, uh, social media WhatsApp uh, group uh, established this one and it was very, very uh, uh, useful. And I noticed after uh, two or three weeks that the uh, uh, members of this groups, group start to benefit from each other. Uh, that means they teach each other. Somebody asks this question and I uh, just uh, uh, give some time to the others to think what could be the answer. And I start uh, to, 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 to have uh, answers, right answers from other members, even they, they benefit 
uh, each one from other from the answer uh, and of course from the the question uh, here's a video I'm not sure it will be not uh, working just to show you what we used uh, very simple methods Adobe connect software uh, and uh, uh, connected to four community centers inside Syria they have we see an internet shop or cafe uh, they have like this uh, 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 screen they can uh, see me during uh, my my talk uh, and uh, during the, the lecture and, and, and so on uh, it was more than uh, about uh, 80 participants it was very huge number uh, uh, actually, we expected that will be uh, 25 or uh, 30, but we were surprised that a lot of people uh, want to and accept this uh, these tools also of uh, learning. And uh, yeah, this was in cooperation with the local uh, organizations uh, that they facilitate the uh, connection between us and between the. Uh, people uh, inside uh, Syria. The second uh, training course was uh, about uh, uh, dairy products, how to produce yogurt, how to produce cheese and uh, uh, milk products actually. Uh, in this uh, type uh, also we uh, delivered theoretical and practical knowledge but not directly to the uh, participants uh, we teach uh, some uh, peoples they have already idea about uh, how to, to, to work and uh, just we assist them and we help them to uh, provide the right and the practical uh, uh, knowledge for these uh, things uh, yeah and here in, in, in this one uh, we start to evaluate this uh, system by doing two uh, assessments one at the start and what one at the end and really we uh, we found uh, uh, that this method were very uh, important and uh, for the people uh, especially here for the women and by the way these those women comes from the cities not from the rural areas uh, because the rural areas uh, the women already know how to produce this but uh, uh, those women, for them, absolutely, they, they know on the cheese from the shops and, and so, and they, they suddenly face this big problem. They have milk, but they don't want, uh, they don't know what, what to do in, uh, with this milk. Uh, uh, again, WhatsApp uh, uh, group was very uh, essential uh, to provide this uh, uh, knowledge and to uh, learn them step by uh, step even from the uh, uh, getting uh, milk until the uh, produce as you see here uh, milk and by the way the project name was smile uh, which is uh, uh, our uh, actually uh, uh, additional uh, aim from uh, these projects to give the people uh, hope to be uh, alive and to stay uh, where they uh, are and I believe personally that uh, the right help for these people uh, is inside uh, Syria where, where they were 
uh, not only uh, in outside. Uh, yeah, and uh, we hope that we were able to uh, draw a smile <laughs> for these uh, people. Uh, here is again uh, feed. Unfortunately, it's not working now. Uh, uh, just to say here that we used feed technology uh, to explain uh, the participants step by step how they work and they capture uh, this video as you see here uh, and uh, I for example or uh, another uh, colleagues uh, were online with them and explain them what to do for example to, to uh, move the milk and uh, why, where, in, in, in which time they should add uh, some uh, chemical materials you know to, to convert uh, milk uh, into uh, yogurt uh, uh, or uh, cheese uh, products. Yeah. Uh, from these two pilot uh, uh, projects uh, comes the idea that uh, we should uh, uh, develop this uh, pilot uh, or methodology into a uh, wider uh, range. Uh, and to uh, do uh, research with uh, Tom, well, he will uh, complete, continue the speaking about the yeah, I mean, research I'll... question now. So we have we have other um, two other colleagues who, who aren't here actually, um, who we should mention is um, Abdul Mohaiman <coughs> and uh, Iman, who are um, uh, educationalists, and um, Abdul Mohaiman in particular is a is a blended learning specialist. So. Um, as a as a group, we sort of thought about how we could uh, how we could um, move on from these standalone um, the standalone projects that, that Shahid did to create something um, resembling a, a course or a, or a program that could then be be uh, form something of a model that could then be um, be rolled out. So um, we were thinking really in t what we could do at, um, from an evaluative point of view. Um, was to was to uh, test some different methods and evaluate each one uh, over the course of, of five sessions um, using different pedagogical techniques at each at, at, in each session, um, getting feedback from learners on that. Um, also, challenges and, barri and barriers to engagement. This might be things to do with travel or connectivity or any of these issues. Um, but really, to get to get as rich a picture as we, uh, as we could. Of uh, of learners' experiences that we could therefore, um, you know, use that as a um, as a guide for building something um, more resembling a, a program. So we're at a position now where um, we have very small amount of funding from Open Society Foundation, um, just three thousand pounds, but we have significant in-kind support from uh, colleagues on the on the Syria program, um, regional NGOs that. Shah is already working with, and um, and so so the next step really is to identify and recruit academics in the field of agricultural engineering who could deliver these sessions, um, and subsequently to recruit uh, participants. And as 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 with the uh, the previous events that Shah has hosted, these are really um, looking at students, or should we say former students, students who've had their uh, studies interrupted, so formerly <coughs> registered students, um, farmers women's groups and professionals, and partner organisations. And it's really through these par partner organisations that we'd hope to market the programme to these other stakeholder groups. 
Um, yeah, and as I say, we would trial different delivery approaches across those five uh, sessions. The intricacies of that we have yet to um, yet to uh, to work out, and a large challenge of that is the fact that as a research team, um, well, we're very dispersed. Um, Shah is now in, in Germany, I'm in the UK, um, the others are in uh, Gaziantep in, in, in southern Turkey. So that presents challenges as well. But um, but we do have these opportunities to, to come together at, the, at, at these events, and that's hopefully where we'll get work done. And, and again, it, this points to the, uh, the importance of, 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 of digital um, solutions to, to help us do that, and that's something we're, we're learning as we go. Sorry, bear with me. Um, so there are some significant challenges um, to, to going forward with this. Um, first, uh, high among these is the fact that while we have access to a lot of academics with, with disciplinary expertise, we don't necessarily have access to academics who are um, comfortable working with online environments. And, and um, I very much include myself in this. I, I, it's, I think through, through our use of uh, the, the webinar um, space on the on the serial program even things like understanding the acoustics of using online uh, uh, webinars is something that I've, I've really struggled with and and it's caused significant problems in in our in, in our webinars so there is a certain amount of training that has to take place things that may appear um, on the face of it to be intuitive and straight and straightforward or self-evident are absolutely not and actually t the time is needed to uh, to um, to develop this this skill, um, restrictions to resources and connectivity within within Syria. I mean, the, the use of community spaces goes some way towards addressing this, but not not completely. And so, we have to anticipate that there may be unexpected uh, connectivity issues and find um, contingency and uh, contingency plans to uh, to circumvent those issues. So, some scenario planning has to take place in terms of how we would surmount those issues, as and when. Um, safety concerns and an unpredictable political landscape. There is, this is not a, 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 a stable research or um, educational terrain at all, and things can change um, that can affect mobility, um, safety, and things like that. And keeping abreast of that and, and reckoning with those challenges is, is, um, is something that will, any, any any research um, focused on this on this region at the moment will have to will have to deal with. Oh, and, and of course, the, the scope of the project is dependent on the level of funding we receive. Um, and in order to scale up in any meaningful way, um, we're going to need a lot more funding. We have uh, an application into uh, ESRC at the moment, and um, discussing getting smaller amounts of money and, and sort of uh, match funding it from other, other sources. But this, again, takes time um, and advocacy and these kind of things. And, um, and this requires us to, to market it both um, to the communities that we hope to reach and also to um, those who we'd want to be involved in, in, in supporting it. Um, so trying to achieve visibility for the program is, is, is another challenge. That, um, I think we are we're well placed to, to meet that challenge, but it's going um, it, it's going to be hard work, I think. Um, yeah, as I said, this is this is a very small scale project at this stage, but hopefully, 
um, if it were to be scaled up, this would be, um, we, we would look towards establishing a workable online platform for this kind of distance learning that could be used not only in an agricultural engineering context, but might be used in other, um, in other sectors. Yeah, in other sectors. Um, and, and I think this is something that, that, that um, Shah's initial plan reflected was having a, a modular, um, a modular programme where these small uh, courses of about five sessions each would, 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 would be part of, uh, be housed within a bigger programme um, with uh, pathways that could, be, um, could reflect the um, circumstances and, and, and needs of, of different uh, participant <coughs> groups. Um, so and and we've we've kind of written it out of this presentation. And if anybody wants to know any more about the the methodology um, we're using, we're kind of following a, a pretty standard iterative action research cycle of uh, evaluating, implementing, uh, reflecting, and so on. Um, so this is something that I think uh, we need the momentum for that cycle to really start um, start paying uh, paying dividends. You have to embark on it. But I think once once this happened, and this is something that's reflected in the in the Syria program itself, is that once you do get momentum, that kind of um, cyclical uh, process of evaluation and application um, starts to uh, gain pace and, and start and start working. Um, the wider picture here, really, and this is, uh, I think, just to just to uh, to range out from the agricultural engineering focus again, um, is that this is about supporting engagement between academia and industry in the context of war and humanitarian crisis, and with society as well. Um, when you have academia in in exile but still within the region, um, I think that there are some uh, there are opportunities there that haven't been. Um, adequately explored, but there are certainly, um, we have a concentration of Syrian academics in, in, in Turkey and within the wider region who, who, even though they are not inside Syria, can, uh, can collaborate with each other and, um, and be much more responsive, just purely by dint of being in the region and being, and being together. Although that's, that's not to uh, gloss over the fact that um, Syrian academics in, in, in exile in Turkey certainly are dispersed across the country. Um, the, 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 um, this is to do with, uh, with um, their status as much as anything else. Often you're domiciled within a particular region, aren't you? And it's kind of hard to... That prevents sometimes travel even within Turkey is, is restricted. So there are yeah. significant uh, problems there. Um, yeah, this is also about providing opportunities for uh, at-risk academics to continue teaching and maintaining the currency of their knowledge. And one of the, uh, the, the, the perhaps the, the, the most prominent anxiety among um, the fellows on the, on the Syria program was about de-skilling and about the fact that in, by not uh, sustaining their academic practice in exile, they would lose their, um, their disciplinary knowledge um, their practical knowledge and 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 ultimately their identity as academics so this is very this is an opportunity to um, just to just to to sustain a modicum of academic practice in um, in exile that is ultimately that's 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 going to be crucial to to uh, future recovery efforts of any kind 
Um, it goes without saying that it's opportunities for students and uh, professionals in the regions to refresh their knowledge as well, building those connections between the academic community in exile and learners inside the country is, is, is a way of going about that. Um, I'm going to just give over these because everybody can, can read them themselves, but this, this final point I think is one I think we'll touch on. It's also about protecting the intellectual heritage of countries besieged by war and humanitarian crisis. And we, we, Shah spoke very vividly about the, the decimation of the, of the higher education sector, mm -hmm. um, which is physical resources, um, infrastructure, bureaucracy, um, social structures have all been um, uh, demolished. demolished. So um, this is a critical issue. Um, that if, 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 there is, if there is going to be an intellectual heritage that is um, husbanded somewhere or curated in some way, um, and this, this is not purely an academic matter, this extends to, to, to a wider cultural context, but this, this, this has to happen now and it, and it has to happen with support from uh, the international academic community. Um, so I think that's, that's where we are. Um, <laughs>